Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right here super excited another tuesday your favorite podcast and today uh, we are super excited, like always, to have a guest that I actually met through Facebook. Uh, this guest is Mr. Damon Richardson. How are you today, sir? All right. Doing pretty good. Doing good. Bless you, sir. Good, good. Well, sir, I, I you know, I really enjoy your live videos. Uh, you do a lot of uh, really good uh, breakdowns of uh, a lot of stuff that I came out of. You know, my listeners know I came out of the Word of Faith uh, before I found Sound Theology and uh, even Reformed Theology. So first I'm going to get you to do, sir, is uh, give a uh, kind of like a, a background, uh, you know, so kind of people know who you are and and uh, where you're from and how you got to where you are now. And uh, I leave it to you. You can make it all professional or ministry or you can make it, you know, some personal. So uh, I'll give you the floor right here to give the people a background. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you again, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, this opportunity to uh, to be interviewed and, and to uh, just kind of share uh, a little bit about uh, who I am and what I do. Uh, my name is Damon Richardson. And uh, I am uh, originally from Queens, New York. I uh, was born and raised in the nation of Islam and uh, became a born-again Christian uh, at the age of 16. So this was all the way back in uh, 1989. So I'm uh, brushing up on uh, 45 uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, the interesting thing, though, is, is that uh, I started out doing ministry about a year after uh, becoming a Christian. So I have been uh, preaching the gospel for uh, 27 years, uh, traveling uh, itinerantly, uh, as well as having uh, pastored churches in a number of different 
cities and states. And uh, so about nine years ago, I I relocated here to uh, the Atlanta area uh, where um, Mm -hmm. um, this is my base. I still do uh, itinerant uh, ministry. I am um, uh, currently uh, working in the field of apologetics, urban apologetics more specifically, as well as just preaching and teaching uh, in in various churches. So a lot of my focus... Uh, especially as it relates to the Facebook and the YouTube platforms, are really designed not so much to do exhaustive expository teaching, which I offer, as well as uh, biblical and theological seminars, uh, but um, but it's really designed to uh, to kind of reach the urban believer uh, more more specifically, challenging uh, and equipping the believer the believer's faith, uh, particularly as it relates mm-hmm. to things such as, uh, you know, pop culture, cultural practices, that things that are popular, teachings that are popular in churches, practices uh, that become popular, right. things that are often unsound and, 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 and for the most part go unchecked. And uh, so, so I, I uh, deal with a lot of those kind of things. I also deal with, um, uh, let's see, uh, some of your issues as it relates to, um, uh, let's see, uh, comedic uh, science, your, your woke conscious mm-hmm. movement, um, mm-hmm. you know, anything that has become adverse to uh, biblical Christianity. Um, my, my topics range, and uh, so a lot of them are controversial. Uh, some of them maybe not so much so, but uh, I, I, you know, I kind of do. I take on a, a number of different issues and uh, just kind of address them in light of what does the scripture say? And, uh, you know, I uh, deal with things like word, faith, theology, or new age spirituality uh, as it right. creeps into the church or uh, biblical and theological misnomers. And that is kind of things that people say and repeat that are really not based on biblical meaning uh, as much as they are interpretate misinterpretations of scripture, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your whole thing, decree and declare and, and, and speaking things into existence. And uh, so I, I usually take on quite a number of different uh, angles. And, uh, and the goal is really to obviously encourage believers in the, in the faithful study of God's word, get them excited right. about, uh, the the meaning and the message of scripture uh, and and to equip them to be able to articulate what they believe and why and to even be able to defend their faith against the onslaught of um, you know foreign doctrines and false teachings and things that that uh, the church from its genesis has constantly been uh, bombarded with so there's never been a time mm-hmm. in Christianity. Uh, the church uh, has has never had to do this, and and when you look at your your councils of church history, well, that's what they were concerned about. They were concerned with addressing uh, theological error and false doctrine uh, that right. had crept into the church. And these things weren't always obvious, and that's the that's one of the most important things that I try to bring out is is that. Uh, it, it, you know, if if error is obvious, then we don't need to point it out. You know, mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. knows that. You know, you know, a cat looks like a cat, and a dog looks like a dog. You know, but exactly. but uh, you know, error is off uh, is typically um, more truth than it is error. 
you know, false doctrine usually has that kind of, you know, I, I mm-hmm, call it the mm-hmm. skin of the truth uh, stuffed with a lie, the skin of the truth stuffed with a lie. So it, it, it it's often um, not noticeable and not discernible to the average believer. And this is why uh, pastor teachers uh, in their feeding ministry of teaching the word of God uh, must be apologetic as a part of that because, again, uh, none of us come as uh, clean and fresh slates. All of us arrive Mm -hmm. from somewhere, and we all have layers and layers and layers of presuppositions and thinking uh, that has been shaped by experience and information. We all come with that. So so it is not Mm -hmm. possible to simply make a presentation of the truth without often contrasting that with, well, here's some of the erroneous views that are out there regarding this. Let's make sure that we kind of separate those things from from the truth so that nobody's confused. And, and, And so this is a necessity. And the further and further away we move from the biblical event, uh, or the biblical events of Scripture, uh, the, the the more necessary that kind of uh, apologetic becomes. So so that's just kind of yeah. a little bit about me and what I do. And uh, you know, so I definitely appreciate uh, your support of that and 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 the support of many others uh, who come on on my Monday uh, night uh, Facebook Live uh, uh, discussions. Yeah, yeah, man. It I, it I really I really enjoyed it, uh, shared it. You know, um, couple times on my page, and I'm gonna go ahead and warn you. Uh, you need to go ahead and set up your uh, <laughs> your, uh, your your uh, Facebook page because you're gonna run out of friend space uh, by the time I get through uh, putting you Absolutely. out there, man. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you know, I'm somewhere around 2,500, and uh, I don't know what's yeah. the limit. It's five thousand, yeah. It's five thousand, man. So five thousand. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you need to uh, go ahead and, and be thinking about that um, because. You know, everything you just said, man, is, you know, we my this podcast actually came from a discernment page. Like we have a page uh, called Be Not Deceived. And that's really where we actually started, you know, uh, I guess being in the public eye. Um, and we dealt with everything that you've named. Uh, and and we, we pull on guys like yourself and and uh, we, we've had a Jew project on here and. Uh, just different people, man, that that are, you know, putting it out there because right now on social media, uh, the whole conscious thing is big. The whole, you know, uh, a lot of the false teachers have the biggest platforms. So we have to use these mediums to uh, to get it out there, man, and, and, and make Absolutely. it available for people. And uh, and and I definitely salute you on that, man. Um you know, one of the things, uh, uh, I guess I probably might be the first or second video that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, and, uh, and, it, and what it was, I think you were talking about, uh, I think it was sensationalized language and preaching. I think it was something like that. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that one, man. I mean, cause, cause you was giving the examples <laughs> of like different you know, sayings and things like that. Um, cause what, I guess what I'm gonna do, man, cause this is kind of different. I haven't had, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, somebody that that I kind of you know been been on like this on the show in a while. So I'm gonna actually. Cause I, I I know you can give me a, a hour of material, man. I you know you're a preacher. All preachers love to talk, and most of the time oh, yeah. I, I leave it That's open true. for on the run. <laughs> yeah. So so if you can maybe uh maybe I guess discuss that that topic because some people might not even know what we're even talking about, and you know sometimes yeah. you have to be in the culture to understand. Can you give like a synopsis of that that right there for some of my listeners? Because uh, you know that I think that that would be kind of cool right here. Oh man, uh, by all means, um, you know. So so you know, sensationalized language, and and of course, w- what I mean by sensationalized, it, you know, this is really kind of a uh, dramatic, over the top, um, embedded and infused with exaggeration kind of language. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we say sensationalism, uh, we're talking about things that appeal uh, to our uh, senses, uh, you know, sensation right. senses. And uh, and so um, sensationalism in, in preaching is really born out of a culture in churches that don't value the primacy and the supremacy on the final authority of Scripture. So, so in other words, the mm-hmm. simplicity of the gospel is just no longer enough. The whole counsel of God does not do it for uh, many today in, in, in Christian churches. And, and so right. uh, as a result and as a consequence, they have, um, they have uh, adapted this style of preaching that is... Um, uh, and language even that that is very sensational so you you hear things like uh shifting and um uh you know going to the next dimension mm-hmm. and leveling god and 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these kinds of this kind of language and 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 it just goes from it it just goes from uh worse to worse or as as they would say when we move down south worse to the worser <laughs> you know so it's <laughs> yes, very, sir. very yes, bizarre when you when you right. when you hear a lot of this uh this kind of speak, this kind of talk. Uh it, where it's really coming from again is the fact that um the scriptures are not sufficient in terms of um appealing to for matters of faith and practice. Right. So they've got to mm-hmm. liven it up, they've got to make it uh more appealing and more palatable to the to the carnal. Uh, the carnal mm-hmm. person. That's what it is. This comes out of a place of carnality. These believers uh, or professed believers, uh, whether they're true believers or not, um, they're being driven and motivated by, and these preachers are being driven and motivated by carnality. And and, and so the problem with using um, sensationalized type language, and, and you hear it all the time, uh, you, you see it on, on, on Facebook and uh, you hear Christians using a lot of these different phrases that are, that are, that are uh, very sensational. Uh, one of the things is that they, first of all, they undermine the the plain meaning of Scripture. They undermine the authority of Scripture and the meaning of Scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other thing, and, and, and here's, how, here's how that happens. Well, first of all, is that words carry, it's not just meaning from a semantic standpoint. Words are powerful because of the conceptualization 
uh, factor, and that is what comes to your mind when you hear this word. So that that's not a matter of what does that word mean from a from a connotation or a denotation standpoint. The issue is what what do you conceptualize when you hear this word? Well, well, the issue with sensationalized speak um, about scripture is that it 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 creates this dynamic that causes people to reconceptualize scripture in a way mm-hmm. that is not consistent with what it actually means. And 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 so when people are reading the Word of God. Um, and they're hearing all of this sensationalized language from preaching and from church culture, when they read the Word of God, they begin to reconceptualize what they read in light of things. So, for instance, uh, if, if, we're, um, if you're in church right now, the listening audience, uh, you go to church and um, the service opens up and the pastor says, uh, we're going to have a New Testament reading from one of one of the elders, and and mm-hmm. and and uh, before he does that, we're going to have one of the other elders get up and and pray. And so he goes into the prayer, uh, you know, God, we just thank you right now for this, that, or the other, and and then immediately he moves into um, now, Satan, we bind you, we cast you out of here, we uh, we bind you with chains of fire uh, that come from the heavenlies, and, and, and we cast you into um, the pits of hell, so forth and so on. So, 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 so the question becomes, what did you just think happened when, when mm-hmm. this pastor mm-hmm. said that? In fact, did you right. even think something did happen? Did, did you conceptualize that there were spiritual chains of fire that bound the devil or the Satan, because this almost sounds like, uh, uh, if for one, it almost, this kind of sensationalism, not only does it undercut the meaning of Scripture by causing people to reconceptualize what's really going on, but it, it also inserts an entirely different narrative. So, for instance, first of all, the Satan is not in everybody's church on Sunday morning. You know, he is not <laughs> omnipresent. You see, right, so, so right. everybody's rebuking the Satan as though he is everywhere <laughs> at all times. So, so, so that's another thing. The, the other piece is, is that the Bible says that the Satan will be bound for a thousand years. So, 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 mm-hmm. um, so uh, however eschatologically you interpret that, the fact is, is that the Bible says that God is going to do that. So, so what do you think is actually occurring when these preachers and when people are talking about, I'm binding this and I'm loosing that, right. do you actually conceptualize mm-hmm. that there are some spiritual chains that are being used? And if you do, let me ask you this question. How do these demons continue to get loose? Is there some sort of, <laughs> um, is there some sort of uh, expiration date? On these chains, on that the you can only, they, only, <laughs> yeah, they only hold the demons for 24 hours, and then they get loose. So, 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 so you see how sensationalized mm-hmm. language causes That's people good. to conceptualize things that are not actually occurring. We, we, right, we, right. we, we send praises up. Um, I release 
you know, talking about, you hear these people talking about, I release. What are you releasing? Who, right, first of all, right. who gave you power to release anything? You know, second <laughs> of all, when you are praying and you're talking about, I bind, I take authority, I release, mm-hmm. I send, I cover, you are not praying. Prayer right, right. Is, a, is, is, is a position of humility and powerlessness. Hence, yes. you are making a request and a petition before the one true God, who is all-powerful. Mm-hmm. If you can yep. do all of that, brother and sister, then you don't need to pray, because you yes, have sir. the power <laughs> to make all of these things happen. But sensationalized right. language has, has rewired your thinking and your conceptualization about what prayer even is. Because the average That's believer, true. they don't even know what prayer is based on sensationalized language that you hear in church. They'd have you thinking that prayer is where you are exerting power and authority. But biblical prayer is based on powerlessness. I go to God in prayer because I am unable, because I am weak. Let the weak say I am strong. And that strength comes out of our realization that we are we are we are without power and that he has all of it and 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 so the posture of the believer uh from a uh from a humility standpoint is being challenged by mm-hmm. sensationalism and sensationalized language because it's got yeah. believers behaving in arrogant ways Talking about what they yeah. can do, I bind, I loose, I cover, <laughs> I take apart, I do. Like, like take right. 15 seats. That's what you need to do is take 15 seats. Right. Because you can't right. do, we cannot do any of those things. Paul says, That's so good, man. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who who empowers me or strengthens me. So, yep. so, so, so any grace that God gives us to do something, the the direction and the trajectory of that comes from him. It doesn't it doesn't come from us. And so when people say I I I mm-hmm. I, my goodness, well that sounds just like what we read in Isaiah fourteen. You know I mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I yep. I Lucifer. and 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 sensationalism is rewiring and 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 causing believers to reconceptualize biblical and systematic theology in light of. Uh, a lot of this kind of way of of, of talking, and and so that's just so, kind of um, a synopsis of of what we were talking about. Right. Yeah. That. And it's funny because when you were saying it all on 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 the live, I was at work and I was I was tripping out then, and I was like, "This is so good," you know, because I came. I mean, you know, I used to be uh, in the 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 New Apostolic Reformation. Um, you know, the whole kingdom and Absolutely. speak, declare, now, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So when you was hitting all that, man, I, well, I, it, it took everything in me not to stand up and, and clap and say, amen, and all that at work, man. It was so good. Yeah. So that, that was, you know, all that, man, that, that kind of stuff, man, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to know that somebody is actually dealing with that and, and, and standing up and, and saying that stuff, man, because yeah, a lot of people yeah. need to hear it. And that's, that's, that's why I had to have you on, um, right here. We're going to take a quick, uh, commercial break. Uh, I can tell already this show might be a little longer than usual. So I'm gonna take my <laughs> break right here.
Reginald, quick, what's your favorite podcast? The Reformed Podcast. Uh, what's your second favorite? Calvinist Batman and Friends. Chris, I don't think he understands the point of advertising. Well, another good podcast is The Rugged Marriage. It's our podcast where we talk practically and biblically about what it means when two sinful people say, I do. Check out the new episodes every Monday and learn with us as we discuss marriage, life, death, sin, and everything in between. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And stay rugged, my friends. All right, and we're back, man. You're here at the bar, and uh, we're here with Brother Damon uh, that's in Atlanta. Uh, guy that I found on Facebook, really enjoyed him. Um, really, really good stuff. I'm going to switch it up right here, man. Um, my listeners know usually after the break uh, we're concluding, but I, I want to ask you one more thing, man, um, before we start to head out of here. Um because this is something that that uh, we're actually uh, looking at or experiencing in our local body, uh, and and it's the whole uh, conscious community, you know, slash Hebrew Israelite thing. Um, we have a few young men that, uh, you know, and and, and granted, you know, uh, you don't know me, sir, but but I, I've told my story plenty of times. You know, I have. I was challenged by Hebrew Israelite uh, about eight years ago, and that hit not being able to answer his questions is what kind of sent me on, you know, a journey to find answers. And I always tell people if I'd have found, you know, somebody would have been teaching sound biblical theology at that time, you know, I'd have been fine. You know, I could have gave him a, a answer. You know what I'm saying? I could have been, you know, I could have, could have, we could have engaged in some apologetics, but I was in the Word of Faith Church and it was all feel, emotion. And I knew that that wasn't enough. And that's what actually had me looking and searching. And, um, and so, uh, right now, like I said, at our current church, uh, some guys are, are, are Devin in those things. And, and, and I, I call, you know, and I, I talk to them and, and, and I try to give them facts and, and things like that. And, um, and even, uh, we're, we're trying to set up something. Uh, and matter of fact, I may be hollering at you to come up to Greenville, man, to, to talk oh, about man, it. We're trying I to set up that, something. Man. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to set up something with, uh, you know, like, a some kind of day conference type thing to just to, to to let them guys know like people that's actually study those things and 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 can really give good answers man so um and and also i know i'm ramming a little bit right here but uh also uh being that you know having that be not the seed page on facebook i made a comment yesterday uh not maybe my days mixed up i work night so it might have been monday i said if i hear another argument start with the council of nicaea you know, my mind goes on mute and I don't hear nothing else you say because, you know, they abuse that so much. So I guess uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to to ask you just so that we can kind of touch on that, because a lot of my audience are are white brothers and I love my white brothers and uh, shout out to all y'all, man. And, and it's funny because even when I posted that comment, a lot of them was like, what's wrong with the Council of Nicaea? You know, this is where they <laughs> discovered right. this or whatever that, you know. And I'm like, bro, no, it, it's not that. I respect that. It's the people that try to say that they deified Jesus at the Council of Nicaea or they 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 came up with Christianity at the Council of Nicaea or, you know what I mean? Like everything goes by that. So uh, for my brothers that may not have engaged or experienced any of the whole black conscious and Hebrew is like, and I know it's kind of broad and and I'm giving you a little bit of extra time. Uh, 
so let's kind of talk about that a little bit, I guess, in whatever angle you want to attack gotcha. it for somebody that might not know what it is. I understand. Yeah, so, you know, from from a um, uh, a uh, ethnic, cultural, uh, contextual standpoint, um, one of the challenges that we experience in uh, in the black community as as Christians is so our, our existential uh, realities as being black Christians in America is very very unique experience and, uh, and so one of the challenges right. that we we often get uh, particularly from uh, other uh, ideologies that um, uh, exist within our communities uh, is this pushback in this notion that Christianity uh, is a, a white man's religion. So, so we get that. And some of that narrative was, um, uh, I believe a lot of that narrative was started uh, with the Nation of Islam. Elijah Muhammad, for sure, uh, made that contention on uh, numerous occasions, uh, message to the black man in America, and um, uh, our Savior has arrived, and, and, and those types of uh, literature. And, of course, I was in that, uh, in that movement uh, uh, many years ago. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, you know, through a number of your quasi-Islamic and quasi-Hebraic-type cults that operate uh, within the black community, a lot of that narrative has continued through groups like your Five Percenters, your Nuwabians, your black Hebrew Israelites, and all these different kinds of groups that attack biblical Christianity and say, hey, listen, uh, uh, it, you know, were it not for slavery, uh, black people would, would have never known, uh, you know, uh, Christianity. Right. It came to us within the context. It came to us in the context of oppression and slavery, and here's your true. So one of the things that a lot of these groups seek to do is really address an issue that exists for uh, a pathology that exists for uh, black Americans, which I call uh, identity deprivation. So a lot of these groups attempt to offer through this theological, this uh, theological narrative, this, this sense of here's who you really are. And so mm -hmm, one of the ways mm -hmm. that they go about doing that is to use what, what's called historical revisionism. And that is when you take history and then you revise it in order to fit your narrative. And so, so uh, Louis Farrakhan is, is, is very fond of doing it and, and, uh, and, and, and many others. And, and for the person who doesn't know, is not familiar with history, you know, these people sound like they know what they're talking about. So, you know, so you, you right, hear, right, and right. the first place they run to is uh, <laughs> the Council of Nicaea and Constantine. And, and typically mm -hmm. these persons are regurgitating what they heard somebody else say. They're not reading scholarly mm -hmm. information. They're not reading peer-reviewed uh, historical sources. They're not reading the original uh, documents and sources. They're just regurgitating what they heard some um, what what they heard some uh, um, somebody else on YouTube or or whatever right. uh, say. And the first thing is 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 that Constantine was the one that invented Christianity. That happened at the Council of Nicaea, where they invented Jesus and they invented mm -hmm. all of the books of the Bible. One of the latest guys to do that was this guy who claimed to be an ex-pastor 
by the name of Kevin Wesley. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so back in, De- I think it was uh, somewhere around late December, he put out this video that went viral. And uh, I, I, back then, I think it was back in January, I believe it was, back in January, I did a point-for-point refutation of everything that Wesley said. And several of his contentions included Jesus having been uh, invented at the Council of Nicaea as well as the books of the Bible. Um, and, and claiming to have been, uh, you know, an ex-pastor. So one of the things I pointed out is, is that, first of all, there was never any evidence that Wesley was a pastor at all. And and, and, mm. and even if he was, it is quite easy to claim to be a pastor over three people sitting in your living room. So so anybody yep, can yep. make that claim anyway. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, what if, if Wesley was a pastor, well, he definitely was unfit, untrained, and unprepared for the pastorate, because any pastor that has had any formal or informal training knows uh, that that even two to three hundred years before the Council of Nicaea, mm-hmm. uh, you already right. had twenty-two of the twenty-seven New Testament books uh, that were widely uh, widely circulated uh, and known and often quoted from. Uh, not only that, uh, but again, you have all of the preaching not only from those books, but all of the historical, extra-biblical sources that affirm the fact that Jesus of Nazareth was a person of historical time-space dimension. Not only do Mm -hmm. you have the existence of that several hundred years before Nicaea, you had the existence of the church, you had all of the New Testament letters, uh, you, you had obviously ministers, none of those things were invented at Nicaea. In fact, Nicaea was called as a result of the fact that the Word of God already did exist, the New Testament documents did exist, and that there was right. some theological um, there was some theological confusion about the nature of Jesus. So Athanasius and Arius debated the nature of Jesus at the Council of Nicaea. That is exactly what happened there. And anybody that knows anything about the Council of Nicaea knows that the 318 bishops from the eastern part of the church and the western part of the church convened in Nicene, Turkey at the urgency, uh, at at the urging of uh, Bishop Alexander of Alexandria and Athanasius of uh, northern Africa, uh, who had already been debating the issue of Jesus's uh, human and divine nature against the heresies that were arising in areas like Libya and Cyrene and many of the other areas of northern Africa, where Arius's teaching was catching hold. And so they convinced Constantine to uh, convene and a pan-church, a pan-ecclesia, an all-church council, which was the first one uh, outside of the Acts 15 council uh, um, in Jerusalem. It was to be the first one where they gathered together to discuss Christology. And and Arius' position was that Jesus was not truly God. He was sort of God, and he was subordinate to the Father. He was not made of the same substance, homosia, Mm -hmm. Uh, but of a similar substance, humusia. And uh, Athanasius argued 
uh, Jesus, the Son of God, and the Father are of the same substance, for they are one. And Jesus is not just human, but he is also uh, divine. And, and, and so Athanasius argued the biblical position at Nicaea. That is what happened at that meeting. That is yes. what was on the table, not the books of the Bible, the canon. <laughs> those, you see, 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 so people who don't read but listen to all of these so-called philosophers and YouTube-type uh, uh, scholars and all the, your, your brother Polites and your um, mm-hmm. uh, general setties and all these so-called your, your uh, Umar Johnsons and all of these individuals mm-hmm. who don't know what they are talking about. They are they, and, and so it is, it, is, it is very necessary for urban apologetics to exist because within the context of urban Christianity, particularly within the black community, we are having to we we are having to develop an apologetic that is designed to equip black Christians uh, not only to be more informed about what they believe and why, but to be able to be conversant with persons who are coming right. at us from the left and the right. Then you got the comedic people with all of this Egyptology yep. and yep, and, yep. and all of this stuff. We need to be able to be conversant with that, uh, and and mm-hmm. we need to know church history because that's the first yes. place they run with yes. their historical revisionism is Constantine and the Council of Nicaea with with all of this fake history. And uh, so, yes. so, so there you go in a nutshell. <laughs> that that man, you did awesome. I, I have the that that was good. That was exactly what I wanted them to hear, man. That is so dope. Yeah, we we have to, man. And it's funny, the same guy that was a Hebrew Israelite when I first started the job. By the time I left, he was comedic and all of that. Like, you know, he had left that and you know went to the whole Egyptology thing and. It's amazing, man. So, man, I definitely, you got my wheels turning. i probably call my pastor when we get off the phone, man, because I can see us, like, like really having a, a, a nice little uh, conference, you know, for, for the people, man, that can inform them. Absolutely. And, uh, and definitely uh, thank you for blessing my folks uh, here oh, on the podcast. And, uh, yes, great. sir. Absolutely. So, on our on our outro, uh, I always like to ask two signature bar questions, and and you can take your uh your your scholar hat off, not YouTube scholar, but your your real scholar. <laughs> so you can take that hat off for a second, and uh, okay. and, and we're just gonna we're just gonna talk to the man himself. Uh, okay. The first bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to uh, when you're riding, when when nobody else is listening? What what's on your playlist? Oh man, I, I listen to a little bit of uh, of um, a lot of things. I, I, I love my old uh, uh, Motown, my oldies, uh, Motown, Philly yeah. sound. Um, I, I I love old school R and B. Of mm-hmm. course, I love gospel, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm really a gospel enthusiast from your uh, late '80s uh, all the way up to your uh, I would say. Uh, mid to late '90s, so I I always mm-hmm. reach back for my Winans and my Commission. Oh yeah, um, yeah, you know, man. my old school Kirk kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I like a little CCM, but I'm not really a a, a huge fan of 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 um um of it. You know, and, and I definitely yeah. love my uh, uh my uh, uh gospel hip hop. 
You know, I, I, I love yeah. the, I love my stuff. You know, Trip Lee. I'm an old school mm-hmm. uh, cross movement fan too. So, you know, yeah, so you know, I still keep that stuff on the playlist, man. I I, uh, uh, oh. I got a little bit of everything. You know, I try to keep it obviously as positive and clean right. as, as possible. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, you know, it's 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 not all gospel. I tell you that it's not all gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's a little bit on my playlist there. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I try. I forgot the the preference, man. You don't have to give me the religious answer. Uh, you know, Got we real here, go. man. <laughs> 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 we we real at the bar, man. So good next deal, question. Good deal. Uh, what uh podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Uh, I, I, I'm really not a, uh, a podcaster, uh, at all, but every now okay. and again, what I, what I do that, is I'll hop okay. around on YouTube and I'll, I'll jump around and I'll listen to, um, you, whatever might catch me, you know? So every now and again, uh, it might be something by, uh, to it could be something by MacArthur. Uh, it mm-hmm, could, it mm-hmm. could, it could be, uh, something by Eric Mason. I, I just mm-hmm. every now and again I'll catch something, usually on YouTube. But I, I've I've never really been a podcaster, uh, and I, and okay. I don't really follow um, any one particular uh, preacher close enough to really be up on what they're talking about all the time. You know, I, I uh, gotcha. I, gotcha. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I just kind of never have been. Uh, that way, and uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll see yeah, some yeah. things here and there, and 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 get on to it, and and uh, see what they have to say, and and I'm right, always right, right. blessed when I do hear uh, ministers faithfully articulating uh, the Word of God, mm-hmm. exegeting Scripture, expository preaching. Mm-hmm. It's always an encouragement mm-hmm. uh, to hear that. Sometimes I hear some things by H. B. Charles. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, but it could be a couple of months before I hear something else by, by, by eight. Right, right, right. So, I can dig it. You know, I'm, I'm not up on everybody like that. Everybody's not up on me that way either. So, you know what right, I mean? Right, so it, it's, it's kind of, you know, yeah. you just encourage yourself, uh, whenever you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. HB been on the, on, on the show, man. We had him on the show. Uh, really, oh, man. really great guy. Solid, yeah. Solid HB. Cat, man. Solid cat. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, we also had uh, uh, Pastor Stephen, uh, Doctor Stephen Lawson, which is a great expositor. Uh, nice. Not sure if you heard of him. Yeah, you got yes, you got to check absolutely. out. Those. Yeah, okay, good, good. Uh, and and we're gonna change the whole. You know, you don't really listen to podcasts. You don't start listening to the bar. I'm a I'm gonna make sure you uh, <laughs> check us out because you can you can check with us every week. You know what I'm saying? We don't have the same people. We got great guests. You know what I'm saying? And and every good time you'll be encouraged, you know. So uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get you oh, on that. Man. Um, All right, man. So yeah, yeah. So I first, man, I want to thank you again for taking time out of your schedule and uh, coming on the show. Definitely has been a pleasure. Uh, probably hitting you in the inbox to get a contact, man. Once I uh, you know see if we can set this thing up to get you to Greenville. Um, also, man, uh, right here in this space, uh, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to. Uh, announce anything you want to announce just keep in mind uh this show probably won't air until september i record ahead of time uh announce anything you want to announce shout out anything you want to shout out and uh any contacts or ways to get in contact with you do that here and any encouraging words you have for my listeners okay gotcha wow i wish that i had had my calendar pulled up 
I would have been able to um, <laughs> uh, throw a couple of dates out, uh, a couple of different cities uh, that I'm going to be in, and uh, I just don't have it uh, handy. But I will say this, that um, uh, for for you who um, uh, you haven't uh, been on Facebook, I, I, I should say that you haven't seen any of the videos that I do on Monday night, 730 uh, I moved those videos over to YouTube. Uh, so if you uh, oh, good. follow, if you subscribe, excuse me, Damon Richardson Ministries on YouTube, there, there should be about, uh, I say roughly about 35 to 40 uh, different videos that are there. And I would love for you to subscribe, give me some feedback. Um, but again, hit me up. I, I, I still do have that regular Facebook page. So I've got about 2,500 more uh, friends that I can fit in. <laughs> so if you look for me, mm -hmm. uh, Damon Richardson, I'm that one guy uh, with the uh, serious pose finger on the on my head there uh, <laughs> from Atlanta. If you uh, find that, hit me up. I'll accept your uh, your friendship. And uh, but definitely follow me on YouTube. And uh, yes. so that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. But from an encouragement standpoint, you know, I would just say um, for for those of you who uh, listen to this uh, podcast, and uh, you're a believer, uh, you know, I, I would say this is, is that, um, you know, first of all, Christ is the center. Uh, stay connected to the local church. The local church is under attack. Uh, there's a constant um, emphasis from the world to undermine uh, the institution of the church. And uh, don't fall prey and uh, uh, to, to the deception uh, that you can just be a Christian and, and you can sit at home and uh, and not be connected. So I would encourage, because this is what I, I hear in most places uh, that I travel, most pastors are saying we're not seeing people come out as consistently uh, as they used to. And so that is my encouragement. If you are a believer, stay connected, stay plugged into your local assembly, get involved in ministry. Uh, because, again, mm -hmm. you know, can I live without my finger? Sure, but my finger cannot live unless it is connected to, to the rest of my body. My finger must mm. be connected to the rest of my body in order to live. But I can go on without that finger. You need that local church. You need that accountability. You need that fellowship. You need that teaching. You need that corporate worship. All of those things, uh, you know, are essential to uh, our, our Christian walk, and it is commanded in Scripture for us to not uh, forsake assembling together with other believers. So, so that is my encouragement because that is what I am seeing as I travel. The more Christians are spending uh, two Sundays now out of the month going to church, some of them only one Sunday, and mm. that is a clear indication uh, that that um, obviously your faith is going to be weaker the less you are in fellowship uh, with the rest of God's people. And two, somewhere, somehow, um, the emphasis and the meaning of the church has been undermined by another message that has, uh, uh, that is causing people to believe that the church is not as important to Christianity right. as it was once believed. So that is my encouragement, dear brothers and sisters. And uh, thank you again, my brother, for having me on this show t today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I found your YouTube page, so we're going to put a link to it in the show notes so uh, people can uh, click to it. So I, 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 
I, I said you have to start a uh, Facebook page, but since you have the YouTube page, you might be able to hold off a little bit because there you go. <laughs> uh, that that that's that's gonna that's that's definitely you know unlimited and and your audience can bribe from there. So yeah, we're gonna put the YouTube page on the show show notes and uh and I think we're good. All right, man. Well, again, thank you. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Definitely, definitely Absolutely. enjoyed it. Uh, definitely had a great time. To my listeners, I know we went a little further than thirty minutes, uh, but I I really enjoyed it. And I hope you did too. A lot of good information. Uh, and this is he gave us just the outlines, guys. Like these, there's so much more detail that he does in his teaching, and that's what I really love about his videos. Is 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 very very well put together, uh, and and it's very detailed, uh, in the content. So uh, make sure we holler and check out uh, uh, this brother and support him. Um, definitely have support from the bar, sir. We're here uh, for you, man. You Absolutely. let us know any way we can help, and uh, and we're we're on it, man. And uh, make oh, sure you man. guys well, check us any, out. No, I was going to say, and if any any anybody in your listening audience is interested in having me uh, preach or teach at their church, uh, send me a message, whether it's a, a Facebook inbox or a uh, a YouTube uh, message. I respond to most messages that are, that, that are there. And uh, get in touch okay. with me, and uh, I'd love to come to your city, come to your church, uh, and and share the ministry that that God has given me. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Good deal. All right, people. So till next time, make sure you check out thebarpodcast.com. If if you're not subscribed to the email list, go do it now. Uh, check out this episode and other episodes. Uh, share it. Uh, and the slogan for this month is pray share subscribe make sure you're praying for us that's the best thing you can do make sure you share the content that can more people can find out about the bar and make sure you subscribe uh you do these three things you are blessing the bar big time so god bless you guys not gonna hold you any longer we out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there